0: Oh man, I mean, my, uh, I gotta say, my, my brain, you know, it's like Christmas lights that have been left up for too long and, uh, and the wires are sort of frayed (laughs) and like the lights are, are mostly, they're kind of staying on, but, but if you if you touch the wire, they, they just sort of flicker because the the connection is
1: weak. Squirrel nibbled.
0: It's squirrel nibbled. That's exactly what I'm gonna tell the shrink next time. How you doing, squirrel? <laughs> my man, squirrel nibbled, and he'll go. <laughs> oh, say no more. That'll be 200 bucks.
1: They'd be like, Adam, I don't understand. You're like, well, my artificial intelligence rabbi does. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag learn to code, freaking therapist learn to be the code. (laughs) It
0: doesn't seem like Unity is on the table because of tools like this. It still doesn't feel like just because we're all participating in the same room being led by these same really new powerful technologies that we're getting closer together. And I wonder kind of why that is, you know. Like if we all signed up for the same shul, went to the same thing, listened to the same rabbi talk, I have a feeling that would create some kind of community, but this is not. There isn't a community of like, oh yeah, I listen to ChatGPT. you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that answers <laughs> a lot of my questions, which is which is like, it should be if, if you were somebody that like read a particular kind of book or you were somebody mm. that like went to a certain kind of class and you met somebody else that did that, you go, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, right. So you must and you totally. must think this and this and that. Totally. So where is that?
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Zal. The Zal is the place where Orthodox Jews resolve to go when they finally get around to making that New Year's resolution to go less to the gym. (laughs) I am David Grosspam, and joining me as always is Adam Valen levinson Adam and I wanted to discuss a topic that we're completely out of sorts about, i.e. a regular day. In the Zal, mm-hmm. we're talking artificial intelligence as it starts to lead us as a society and maybe even more specifically, lead us as Jewish people in the capacity of rabbi. Use that for yourself.
0: I didn't know you were already getting right. Your first question, and it makes sense, is just like, are you coming? Are you gonna take my job? Are are you gonna take my is this gonna be are we got do we have rab 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 bots? Is that a thing? Do people say rab bots? Come on. That's hey, is that something? Rab a rab bot?
1: Rabbeai. Rabbe
0: Yeah. Okay. There's okay.
1: All right. You know, my thought every single time I'm muttering to myself about how much I hate the schlepping of tables and chairs part of my job right. i comfort myself with the knowledge that this is something that artificial intelligence cannot do mm-hmm. right <laughs> so it's like increase that schleppage and right find extra job security right mm-hmm. i think
0: in some ways you know not to jump all the way ahead but it kind of feels like maybe this is you We're being forced to really articulate what it is that that makes us w- worthwhile or like what makes Human, human, and in doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like we might find out that all these things that we've been uh, so proud of ourselves for—oh, look at this—I can make very long lists or whatever people do. I don't know whatever (laughs) the job is. I can, I I can check a a make make boxes and check them, and it's like, no, no, maybe it really is. You know, this just get back to the earth, lift a chair, put a chair down, open a door for somebody, say get the f- inside. Maybe it's actually that is the humanity that we're returning to. But without getting into uh the the meaning of life, the word the word out here, there was just a uh, 15-18 foot uh, waves coming in smashing the coast. I don't know. A person is 70% water. I think right now I'm I'm probably around 85 to 80 <laughs> 88. So, if there's a way to lean on artificial intelligence, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably going to do that now more than more than ever cuz uh oh man you know what's inside is uh, pretty mushy
1: you dropped a gratuitous f-bomb a second ago and that may or may not have been intentional but i'm thinking that is a big part of what sets humans apart from the robots it's our ability to be flawed humans mm-hmm. and maybe the area that other humans would find the most comfort not to say that humans to flex their humanity need to curse but that's just an example yeah But I think there'll come a point, and you tell me what your thoughts are, and then we'll get into the meat of the issue, where all of the really technical stuff will be solvable by computer. But we will be still seeking the human limitations, the F-bomb occasionally, the mistake, the annoyingly specific point that may not be the perfect summary of whatever it is we're talking about, but at least it's like a funny anecdote. Yeah. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's something I think about all the time when I think about the way that imperfection cultivates, you know, what we think of as authenticity. And I think, you know, sidebar, like almost everything can be faked. You know, like like a good actor can act surprised, and they can act like a bad actor, even. You know, like all these things are possible. Mm-hmm. I remember a story. My when my my. Uh, grandfather was in the war, in, in World War Two in Europe. They had powdered eggs, just military food, but they would crush up, like, actual eggshells and throw them in with the powdered egg. Whoa. she give this just this little trick, like, ah, it's more real, you know? Oh, it wasn't just made from a, a box of powdered bullshit. That
1: is an amazing story. Just
0: eggshells and powdered eggs. And I go, yeah, man. I don't know if restaurants should start putting hairs in, in canned soups, but... It, but there is absolutely something you get from from that mistake, or from somebody giving a wedding speech and they and they tear up the notes even though they plan to do it. You know all these things that are like, uh, oh, ooh, we're getting into reality. Mm-hmm. But then is all of that? Can all of that just be faked? Are we going to get to a place, or are we always at a place where we're like, oh, just lie to me better? You know what I mean? Mm. There is no absolute. There's no absolute I'm searching for. What I what I want is just to be able to hold on to a belief and not have it smashed all the time. I don't know. If you if you found out that you know you're you say the Colts like win the Super Bowl this year, right? And then you find out, all right, like what if the play calling, it turned out that the coach like every single call was made by Chad GPT. Would you be like, "Oh no." Or would you go, "Well, good no. job, bro. You chose. You chose the right artificiality <laughs> to insert yourself in and Mm-hmm. That's as much as we can. Wow. We are the robots. We are the robots. We are the robots. We are the robots.
1: I kind of listed to myself um, advantages and disadvantages of having a robotic spiritual mentor. One of the big advantages is similar to the advantage of the internet generally is privacy. Mm. For some of the most difficult topics, the things that a human is struggling with most in their life, they have a hard time for many people, I should say, talking about those things with their family and friends and definitely a, a mentor or a rabbi. And when you're talking to a robot, the power of shame is gone. And you could almost speak more freely. So I think that is not necessarily a topic brought up in like rabbinic literature. But I think socially and from a human standpoint, that's a big
0: deal. That's so interesting. Maybe this is just like the massive amount of cynicism and whatever that I thought you were going to go the other way. That like once you sort of type something into a... A bot that's online, you know, you've got large language models that are run by Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's data that somebody's going to have or hold on to in some way. And maybe that makes people feel. You know, the E in Dali, it's like, oh, that stands for Epstein, you know, like everyone's going to find out. <laughs> uh, don't, don't, o- no, no, don't, don't, don't open. Don't write that, don't No, write don't, that. <laughs> that one is dark.
1: Well, we see even today, people are scraping data from social media, and that's not stopping most people. No. They just feel like so long, they're just part of a really large data set. They still feel anonymous enough to really express themselves as they want to i'm not saying they're expressing themselves in the ideal way it's probably generally not ideal but at least they feel comfortable in anonymity yeah and i think this would be similar even if their data is being scraped So if
0: people are coming to you, do you sense like when people come and they address you and especially as like a younger rabbi, not the giant white beard that has, you know, maybe some set of assumptions, you know, but do you feel like a lot of times people are kind of holding back and you have to do something to make them more at ease or there's nothing that you really can do you just let people be as open as they're willing to be do you feel that reluctance often no
1: i don't feel that reluctance from the people that are showing up Mm. the problem is that most aren't showing up not to me per se but i'm talking about generally most people aren't sharing to the extent they should and it's a product of a lot of things but it's a problem for sure
0: yeah If I were asking you a problem, if I could give you just like access to come in my brain and download whatever files you wanted, I would. I'd be like, go
1: for it. You have free access. I wouldn't want to do that with ChatGPT. Mm. Well, why not? Let's develop that further. Why wouldn't you? With a human, with another human, you simply can't. At least we don't have the the hardware that can do that. But with theoretically ChatGPT, why wouldn't you want that? Because in that case, they'd be able to answer your queries really well because they'd have all that information. Yeah, I think it really
0: is this This just knowledge of the di- the difference between human and, and not human. And, and like I have faith in people at some very deep level. And I know that's only been artificially created. And I don't just mean like the capital A, it is code. I just mean like the way that this interface works when you talk to one of these models. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from a human. It's coming from... Patterns.
1: Well, even further back. Yeah. Because coming from a for-profit company, that's an interesting consideration. Yeah,
0: I mean, definitely the number of competing interests and incentives and how these things work is pretty massively important. And the fact that there's competition, but what is the competition about? Like, what are we trying to create? We'll have edited out the past a, a bunch of the past few minutes because uh, I've had I don't know just one one sip of coffee and uh, and I can feel, you know that feeling of just brain cells like it's like straight up the Titanic. It's like Jack and Rose and like they're like reaching out for each other like the one is like ah, and the other one's like I gotta let you go and it's like yeah all right It's just an absolute, it's the middle of the Atlantic. We find ourselves kind of in this place where it's just like a, a large language model Olympiad. You know everybody's coming up with their one And they're putting them together, just saying this one's better for this and this and this and this. All these companies trying to make the best thing or the new thing. Ah, we made one. Twitter goes, ah, now we have one. You know, Facebook goes, now we have one. And it's like, all right, in terms of solving human issues, what are those distinctions? How are those distinctions valuable? What are you guys trying to do? And so I'm thinking about that, in in comparison to if you go to a rabbi convention, you've got all these people that are trying. To do the job. They're not trying to replace the other person, but they are trying to become it's, maybe people have different levels of ambition, but you know, you want to become mm-hmm. somebody people go to. You maybe you want to make a name for yourself. You mm-hmm. learn from other ones. So you're not necessarily trying to reinvent the wheel in terms of the advice that you'd give. You're just trying to be
1: a rabbi. That's a that's a really interesting point. That's that's something I haven't considered. Each new AI model you're saying is seeking full conquest it feels that way for selfish reasons whether they'll be successful or not we'll see who wins this game of capitalism but that's what they want whereas with urbanics ideally the best version would not cancel out anybody that's an excellent point point. and i think just to take your point to a slightly different place ai models are so ambitious and seeking users so much that they're probably inclined to tell the user what they want to hear more than a good rabbi is. Mm. And even if it's to that user's detriment, so long that user returns for more. Whereas with a rabbi, a healthy rabbi wouldn't tell someone that confides with him bad advice simply because that's what the That's what the person wants to hear.
0: Do you find yourself in a place or your dad or friends or whoever where you feel like you have to tell somebody something that's like they're going to take badly or they're really going to go, no, 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 I can't do that or I don't want to do that or you must be wrong. Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. I could give you very uncomplex examples, but I have lots of complex ones. But even like drug addicts. Sure. And it's just objectively ruining their life. And they'll make all these minor justifications or circumstantial stuff which they're telling themselves lies they're sharing those lies with me simply because they're open with me and they're honest right and they're not happy when i come down with an iron fist like for those types of things i don't have any complexity in my mind because i'm an objective outsider I'm, dude this is bad for you right right and i'm not sure i'm not sure i think If AI could get away with it, it would be wild. AI is scared of screenshots. Maybe that's what's what's keeping it honest. But if AI knew that a user would continue coming back to them if they told that user what he wanted to hear, but there was no concern of screenshots and sharing it on Twitter, they would probably say some messed up things. That's just the business model.
0: I mean, I think maybe one thing they're touching on is the fact that these are entities that abdicate responsibility at a, at a certain point like when you if you get into a question about drug usage could be all kinds of illegal things or whatever they'll generally go like oh um if you're dealing with xyz and then just have some sort of all-encompassing pivot just like go talk to the national whatever hotline mm-hmm. go call nine one one, call whatever here these things have been programmed by people as like a top-down just catch-all that's like,
1: oh, I don't deal with this. Relatively speaking, we're at the lowest point in history as far as artificial intelligence queries. Even though it seems like a lot, it's very few in comparison to what it'll be in five or 10 years. So each query on average is getting so much more scrutiny than it will in 10 years from now when all of our decisions will be made with AI instead of Google or whatever. Right. In which case, each result from... The AI assistant will be less scrutinized, thereby giving AI more freedom. That's another concern.
0: You're saying we're not so fluent and used to it that we still recognize like, oh, that's a little bit weird. That's a weird thing to say. That's a weird way to do this. And mm-hmm. and once this becomes, yeah, that will just go, I-, I didn't even notice anything was strange. There was, ne- there was never anything to notice.
1: Or once... AI learns to read us. If I put this query in, tha, 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 should I be taking drugs? Right now, it doesn't know what the typer is like, but eventually these things will be more developed and have more of our history and knowledge of our background. And they'll say, oh, this is clearly a wrap by giving me a test. Let me give, send oh, the 911 hotline. Sure. But... Eventually, they'll see that this person's previous search history was actually seeking OxyContin sellers in his area or whatever, and then maybe they'd be a little bit more inclined to tell the the user what they want to hear. I'm giving an an extreme example with drug usage. There are obviously way lower-stake examples that happen every day.
0: Hey, tunnelers, do you want to stay in the study hall but you've had enough studying? This one's for you. From Brooklyn to the world, Crown Heights Shovels are the world's only building tools that have been both blessed and cursed by rabbis, giving them a dual layer of protection against the elements. Is your collar getting just a little too white? Do you need a little more leg room in your pew? Whether you're expanding the synagogue or just trying to prank your neighbors by appearing in the middle of their living room, Crown Heights Shovels has just the thing. Try the new Smart Shovel Pro and keep track with any Bluetooth-connected device of exactly how much property damage you've caused. Or stay classy with the Crown Heights Classic, designed with a proprietary handle that makes it look like you're working really hard even when you've just been leaning on it for the whole morning. Bottomless Depths, Crown Heights. Dig up your dreams with Crown Heights Shovels.
1: There are always the slippery slope arguments that a lot of Hasidic groups, surprisingly, have adopted. A few of them have come out, amazingly, with full-on bans of AI, which is fascinating because here are people that aren't on the cutting edge of tech, and they've understood it to the extent which said we know where this leads. I'm assuming all the people that are signing these bans, if you would ask them, would it be okay to ask AI, tell me what Judaism says, should I give charity or not? If you ask AI, they'd say, yeah, Judaism says give charity. Right? They're not concerned about that. What they're concerned about is when you're getting into the murky areas of things that are more circumstantial or things that AI would be likelier to kind of tell you what you want to hear mm. or be more picking and choosing as far as source materials go. That's what they're concerned about. And once you enter that realm, where do you draw the line between the clear cut things of like, yes, give charity versus I'm having a hard time calculating whether this real estate deal that I made uh-huh. because I didn't dot da do I need to give this amount of charity for this circumstance? And you know, and you'd be thrilled if AI just said, ah, you're good. You know, sure. <laughs> you don't need to sure. for the people that give 10% of their income to charity, right? They'd say, oh no, that doesn't count. It's relying on the ancient sources, we could just assume, because it's not like you see how the sausage is made, and you're good. So I think this is where they're coming from. And they're saying Yes, there are certain things that ChatGPT would be reliable for, but drawing the line is the problem, and therefore, let's just ban this entirely.
0: Uh, let me just ask ChatGPT really quick. Should you give charity? Should a person give charity? Is that
1: From a Jewish perspective.
0: Well, I guess those are two separate things, right? Just straight up, should a person give charity? And it goes, it depends on individual things. Here are some considerations, personal values and beliefs, financial ability, impact, social responsibility, personal benefits, research, and effectiveness. Alternative ways are going to, ultimately a decision to give charity is a personal one and should align with your values, capabilities, and understanding of the impact of your contribution. There's always this equivocation. I mean, if we're thinking about leadership, how would you phrase where the authority comes from to say the word
1: should? I'm a believer in this Jewish thought, and it sounds very mystical, but it actually is also Talmudic, like legal. Mm-hmm. It's that once someone vests their belief in another person, it could be a rabbi, and it's more intense with a rabbi, let's say, but it's really with anybody. That person is aroused to the asker's needs in a more serious way. And I would even say there's a tiny element of divine inspiration mm-hmm. in how your answer is formulated. Mm-hmm. So if you go to a friend of yours, and he's an Indian dude, I'm not even talking about in the Jewish capacity, or whatever, and you just simply ask him advice, that human touch sparks this divine inspiration where the person answering is more likely to say what needs to be said. Mm-hmm in ways that artificial intelligence cannot. And that is a really good argument. You know, besides for future personal relationships, which are a big deal, and why conversations are had in the first place, but even at this very moment, the answer will be better when there's that human touch. I'm a believer of that. There's even a story in the Talmud, not to go too far afield, but there was, I wish I remembered the rabbi's name, but I don't. It happened around 1500 years ago. And he was asked a couple of questions on a certain issue, I think it had to do with the laws of purity and impurity, if I remember correctly, and he answered them, and then it became clear that he got the answer completely wrong. Okay. Word of the question being asked made it to the study hall, and all of his fellow rabbis were like, no dude, you got it wrong, they showed him the source material, they showed him the analysis, and he said, and this sounds haughty, sounds arrogant, but he said it from his heart he said, it must have been that the person asking the question wasn't truly meaning it. Must have asked it as a joke because if he truly meant the question, then I would have had that human friction which creates this divine inspiration to answer it properly. Mm. And they looked into the matter and indeed the guy was just hustling at me. The person that asked the question was just messing around and therefore that spark wasn't created and there was no divine inspiration which resulted in a poor answer. And I think that happens every single day we talk to anybody, anytime we talk to anybody for advice. I mean, you could get really, really deep about the nature of that divine inspiration, and it's probably deeper when you're talking about a Talmudic sage, but I really believe that you're just simply more invested in it when you have this flesh in front of you.
0: That makes it seem
1: like such a
0: huge part of leadership is the actions and the beliefs of the people being led Mm -hmm. and 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 it makes it seem like it's even the wrong word that when you participate in a group i don't know why i always think of you know ouija boards and like kind of putting your hands on a thing that starts to be moved by a collection of everybody's power that's a part of it that's not being pulled necessarily by one thing but you being a part of the thing you're leading as well as being led or you're leading the leader to lead you or whatever i guess yeah, maybe in some ways that's probably what seems the scariest about artificial intelligence. In some ways, yeah, we're all part of it. You know, it's taking everybody's inputs and all, all the things that are on the Internet, and everything, 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 everything. But it's so diffuse that it's the spark from an individual, the connection to an individual, the connection to you mm-hmm. is is not there. There isn't anything.
1: And then there's, and I made this point just a second ago in passing, but then there's the future relationship. I can't even tell you the amount of people that are now part of our community that only discovered the fact that there's a synagogue in their area in Indianapolis via a tenuous question, just in Judaism, and they Googled local Chabad rabbi, found me, let's say, and then hopefully not soon, but th- let's say three years later, there I am officiating their grandmother's funeral. Right. There are future relationships which develop with the human touch, even if on a technical level, answers could be given with a machine. And that's also a consideration.
0: About this idea of of just choosing someone to lead you, and how much of the effectiveness of that of that kind of choice to say, "Okay, I'm gonna you know have a coach," is in the is just simply in the choosing itself, and it could be anyone, anything, any any.
1: You're saying before the connection, before, before that the connection real is connection even created with a human, just the ask, just the ask.
0: How much of the game is that? You know, the the idea of, right. of just sheer submission sign up for the thing you know
1: well it depends on the stakes the complexity how much it's asking of you there's a lot of dynamics and i guess the only question left is and how much a human will hold you to demands i don't know it's tough But but yeah for a low stakes thing it seems pretty easy
0: but will they you know like will a person hold you to something i could ask somebody else hey man like you know make sure that i do this and this and this and at a certain point, a person goes, yeah, well, it's kind of up to you. And so maybe I think one of the things that these models are showing us is that, and we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, we do exist in a kind of leaderless space. And it's up to us to to navigate that. and And even if that means, yeah, eventually you'll find a way to choose who you rely on. Even that act, that, like, quest, that act of choosing, well, that's kind of what the leadership is. If, if what you've got to do mm-hmm. is, you know, if you've got to forage for food, oh, you can eat all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, but you've got to find the tree where the fruit is. That's the hard work. Deciding, like, what to eat is easier if you have stuff to eat. Mm-hmm. But y- you got to do the work and actually get out there and do all the finding and whatever by yourself by yourself
1: right yeah i guess all these things probably contribute to a, a good answer a final answer which is acceptable you're making the point that the ask is a big deal but then there's the other points of human connection and future human relationship and general knowledge like does it have all the data now ai is getting better but in the beginning it was saying some pretty goofy stuff yeah hello ladies and gentlemen he saw the cat he saw the cat He saw the cat, Mr. Watson, come here. I want you to be or not to be. I feel like it's unavoidable. I look at this band from this Hasidic group, I think it was the Skvera Hasidim. And I was like, it's going to be like the internet because the same groups are banning the internet. And for them, I guess it works. You know, They are avoiding right. online gambling sites and pornography and general comparisons of money on social media and general haughtiness of Facebook and the general petty fights of Twitter. Like They are successfully avoiding that because they've just gone cold turkey. If they do that with AI, yeah, they'll avoid all of the pitfalls as well. But for most of us, for the better or for the worse, factually, we will not be saying absolutely no to all of these things. Right. And then for the question is, how much restraint do we have with a tool that we're anyway using? Oh, yeah, a lot less than we might imagine. Well, look how the internet's turning out. Not great. <laughs> right. Right. They were right. On the other hand, if by some miracle, a prophet could describe the future exactly as it was going to take place, his predictions would sound so absurd, so far-fetched, that everybody would laugh him to scorn. This has proved to be true in the past, and it will undoubtedly be true, even more so, of the century to come.
0: This is one thing about leadership. You feel like if a lot of people are in the same room being led by the same kind of thing, that those people would then have something in common and would be able to... Speak the same language and maybe address problems in the same way and the same kind of thing. If you ask, as I have, Chet, GPT, how do how do you solve the, the crisis in the Middle East, for example? It, it, it'll give you a lot of give you a lot of stuff. It'll give you a lot of stuff, and it sounds pretty good. And it sounds like, well, hold on, if this is the amalgamation of human understanding and uh, whatever and this is what you've come out uh, up with is like pretty good if we could just do this we could just get people to sign on and do this we might actually uh, get somewhere but it doesn't seem like unity is on the table because of tools like this it doesn't seem like this is going to create more equality or more understanding or more anything else even if they're programmed with all of these anti-hate filters and everything else it still doesn't feel like just because we're all participating in the same room being led by these same really new powerful technologies that we're getting closer together and I wonder kind of why that is you know like if we all signed up for the same shul, went to the same thing, listened to the same rabbi talk I have a feeling that would create some kind of community but this is not there isn't a community of like oh yeah I listen to Chat GPT you know what I mean oh yeah that answers <laughs> a lot of my questions which is which is like it should be if, if you were somebody that like read a particular kind of book or you were somebody mm. that like went to a certain kind of class and you met somebody else that did that you go oh yeah oh oh yeah right so you must and you must think this and this and this totally so where is that
1: i wonder eventually there's going to be far more politically correct this is just an example artificial intelligences and then there will be ones that don't have any filters and if the unfiltered ones are extremely edgy maybe there'll be a small subset of society that uses those and they will feel some camaraderie around that extremism True, right. I wonder. But then it's not really the AI itself. It's the decision to identify with this group, which happened even before you use the AI. I don't know. This stuff is complex.
0: There's always a human element for sure. But yeah, I think maybe something that you're kind of touching on is that you can't really be a leader if your goal is to lead everyone no matter what. You You have to be willing to stick your heels in the ground and say, no, this is how this goes. This
1: you don't do. This
0: you do do for sure. This in this case, absolutely. This, absolutely
1: not. Whatever. You're saying there needs to be divergence.
0: Yeah, and a willingness to rub people the wrong way and to lose people because otherwise...
1: Because there are no followers of oxygen. It's not like, oh, I'm a follower of oxygen. We're all just like, yeah, we need it. Right. But no one defines themselves by it because it's just for everybody. Right. Right. That's really, really, really interesting. And I guess that makes sense. Let's see how it turns out. If AI, if all of these LLMs become one and the same, then they'll all be doing the same thing and no one will define themselves by it because they'll all be just kind of this huge wide open umbrella. But if what ends up happening is they all develop their own styles and points of reference and emphases and all that stuff, then maybe Maybe they will be subcommunities it's Like, oh, you go to Rabbi Poe? I go to Rabbi yeah. GPT. And he goes to whatever, Bork. I feel like Bork sounds like it should be an AI, is it? No, probably not. Uh, <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that like the Clinton Supreme Court nominee? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we can be sure of about the future is that it will be absolutely fantastic.
0: There's also a danger to being able to get detailed answers to everything when i think so much of human experience is deciding what not to focus on and mm, just everything getting broken down into component parts but sometimes a thing didn't have component parts before sometimes it, it was a whole is this a good name for something maybe that should just rely on like deep just visceral reflex and, and then once you start engaging with it through artificial intelligence, everything has to, to fit into an algorithm, a pattern of, of different ways of processing different smaller pieces, tiny, tiny, tiny pieces all coming together. And it's like that that process of breaking down complicated questions, into tiny pieces can be really really good when it's like what do we do in the middle east right now seriously like it's tough uh we let's let's you know break it down but if it's like i don't know how do i be a good person or something maybe the answer is well don't be a piece of shit you know i just don't be mm-hmm. a dick maybe it's just like sometimes it's like it should be simple sometimes some answers should be really simple mm-hmm. you're not going to get simple answers from large language models they're not they're not designed to lead that way
1: uh Bottom line, listeners, uh, I think Adam and I are on the same page that you should go touch grass, uh, yeah. shake a hand, pick up some germs on the subway, Yeah. try some try some new Chinese spot. Yep,
0: yep. It's brutal, isn't it? There's like a brutality to engaging with this. And I say this as somebody that worked for an AI company for 12 full days before I got fired. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I see you in a place where you are fulfilling an ancient human role made for humans for humans around humans by humans with humans and then you look elsewhere it's like oh man i don't know and talking about this kind of stuff it's fun it has oh isn't this oh what about that no this is like this no but it's heavy man and again okay Lack of coffee, too many waves to the head, a lot of just, you know what I mean, (laughs) sand in my hair or something. I don't know. But still, I think no matter what, I'd be like, this is, yikes.
1: Yeah, my impulse is completely yours. I mean, everything that I said until now has not been my subjective opinion. My subjective opinion is yours. It's just that this stuff is scary and I'm almost rooting against it. But who knows? Maybe it will end up only answering the most technical of stuff and it'll just be a better Google and that'll be it. And it won't be something you ever turn to for anything personal or complex or deep or, you know, requiring real human touch. And it'll be in the right box. I don't know.
0: I hope so. Sweet Jesus. How come nobody's made a chatbot just called Jesus? Like, let's just cut to the chase, guys. You know what I mean? What would Jesus do? And just get involved, you know?
1: Give him the old you Mel Brooks tonality. That'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I
0: asked I asked ChatGPT if it could simulate being Jesus in a conversation, just using the Bible, whatever else, other sources. ChatGPT mm-hmm. goes, I'm sorry, I can't impersonate religious figures, including Jesus. I can provide information, answer questions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Facebook said, I asked it. Um, same thing and it goes of course I'll do my best to simulate the role of Jesus conversation with that said let's begin what's on your mind my child <laughs> nice <laughs> Zuck doesn't give a f- <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean open AI <laughs> is like let's not start churches <laughs> I mean it's a very different kind of thing I mean what what would I ask Jesus AI uh, what, what, you got any questions for Jesus?
1: Which shell did he not daven in? <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't
0: have access to the personal lives and practices of individuals, including which synagogues they may have attended or not attended. Um, Okay, dear Jesus.
1: Ask him if you could refer to him as Yashka, make it easier for the Jews. Can I call you Yashka to make it
0: easier for
1: the Jews?
0: I understand that you may want to use a nickname. Uh, Using a nickname like Yosuke may be seen as disrespectful or dismissive. It's also worth noting that the name Jesus is a widely recognized and accepted name, and it's not necessary to use a nickname or different name to make it easier for anyone to pronounce. In general, it's important to be respectful and considerate. Uh, yeah, but you are Jesus. Are you not? So I'm just, I think if it's okay with you. I think it may have forgotten that it's, I am Jesus, and I understand that you may have questions or concerns you may want to discuss with me. However, it's important to remember that I am a religious figure, and it's not appropriate to use a nickname like Yoshka to refer to me. Your Facebook Jesus is not having it. Facebook <laughs> Jesus is pretty serious. I don't know,
1: Facebook Jesus. You're sounding very Old Testamenty.
0: Yeah, you sound a lot... Like your dad. Very <laughs> old testament. I understand where you're coming from. My dad, Joseph.
1: Whoa.
0: Interesting. Uh-oh. Whether you call me Jesus Yoshke or something else entirely, I'm here to help you on that journey. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So okay.
1: <laughs> he's warming to Yaske.
0: Can I rely on you as a leader the same way I rely on a rabbi? I can provide you with information and guidance, but I cannot serve as a spiritual leader in the same way that a rabbi can. Uh, Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, I still be a valuable. Keep in mind, I'm not a substitute for a rabbi. I think the thing that we learn about AI is that if you address them very directly, there's a a massive amount of humility. I can't do this. I won't do this. I can't do this. That's not for me. (laughs) Ask this person. Go over here. Do that. Look over there. Don't know. No, don't. Just grain of salt, grain of salt, grain of salt, pile of salt. But you can hear that as many times as you want, but it doesn't necessarily actually change what it's like to interact with something that tells you, okay, here's ten steps, and do these. But just you know, grain of salt. You're like, I'm sorry, I heard the ten steps, I'm gonna follow the ten steps.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: You know, pay, pay, pay attention while you're driving and whatever, and you're like Tesla. You you steer the car, you accelerate the car. You have a giant screen that has games on it. Are you going to tell me to concentrate? Uh, Right. Right. Go ahead. Tell me. But
1: uh, I think we see what's happening. That's exactly right. That's a good example.
0: You know, I mean, what kind of large language model are you? Sometimes you got to tell people the things they don't want to hear. (laughs) True. Sometimes you got to tell them, listen, man you got to turn that flash off at Auschwitz. <laughs> it's a bad look.
1: <laughs> it's a
0: bad look. <laughs> okay. That is it for episode 46. Um, You heard little bits of a recording of the IBM 7094 computer giving speech a try for the first time in 1961. Um, That computer was the model for the AI that went bonkers and killed everyone in 2001, a Space Odyssey, sorry uh, for the spoilers. And that voice talking about the future was uh, the author of 2001, Arthur C. Clarke, giving a little speech on the news in 1964. We'll put a link to that in the notes. It's, it's cool. M- my understanding is that when he says the future will be fantastic, he means not necessarily great, but like fantasy, the stuff of imagination. Um, but anyway, thank you to ChatGPT for the initial suggestions for music accompaniment for a podcast where two Jews try to talk about AI. Um, Send us your complaints. uh, Stay human, and uh, we'll catch you all soon. The fact that you're thinking about it makes it feel at least a little more um, trust, trustworthy than uh, than a large language model. <laughs> <laughs> they don't pretend to think long enough. <laughs> right, right, right. So don't pretend like you were ready for the question. Say, ah, good, good, mm, very
1: interesting. Can you drop just a few gratuitous ums? Yeah. Just to make it more believable? We never say um. <laughs>